Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast. This is Peter Ravel. I'm the co-host of this show. And this is Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. Coming up in a very short number of days, Tyler, is the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association's National Conference in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 22nd to 25th. And we are happy as hell to have on uh, the show today to talk about this great conference, the executive director of ASBPA and the host of the Capital Beach podcast on ASPM, Derek Brockbank. Derek, welcome to ASP. Thanks, as always, for having me. Love talking to you guys. Well, Derek, this is a special show. That's our second annual show with you where we've, we're going to go through and just kind of tick through the, the program of this year's conference, which uh, we are so excited to go to and, and be bringing live podcast content for uh, the nation's listeners here on ASPN. But before we do, let's have a quick word from our other big uh, sponsor right now, uh, the Atlantic Intracoastal uh, Waterway Association 20-year meeting. The 20-year conference of the Atlantic Intercoastal Waterway Association is November 21st and 22nd in Savannah, Georgia. So over there in your neck of the woods uh, where this conference is, Derek, and and Brad Pickle is the head of that organization, someone you know well. Uh, Share why why you would be going to AIWA, I hope, this year when we will be there as well. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to AIWA. W this year or AWA this year. Um, I know they, they, they're a great organization. Brad Pickle was on ASBPA's board for, for a decade. He was our treasurer. He helped make sure that our, uh, our, we stayed in the black and we didn't, you know, spend every last cent that we had, um, and really actually oversaw a time where we actually built up a, a little bit of a savings account. So really can't say enough about Brad's work as an organizational, uh, someone who does organizational work. And so he's done great work at AIWA. And then they are, uh, we are very much aligned on a lot of issues, um, particularly around regional sediment management and the beneficial yeah. use of dredge material. Um, they, they're doing great work on that. They want to get rid of sediment from the, the intercoastal and, and we want to put it in our coast. And so we have strong alignment there and they're doing really good work on that. Yeah, for sure, Derek. And we really look forward to it. You know, people don't realize the importance of the Atlantic and Tricoastal Waterway. And uh, we're excited to go and bring, there's going to be, of course, uh, a lot of uh, Derek, familiar faces from ASBPA, I'm, I'm sure, but a lot of new faces too. Uh, uh, there's a recreational usage on the waterway of mm-hmm. sailors that will be there. And I mean, it's just going to be really the fun. The loopers. The loopers, the great loopers. Yeah. So anyway, everyone should go to the uh, AtlanticIntracoastal.org and register for this meeting if you will be in the Savannah area. This this uh, meeting is November 21 and 22. Uh, so about a month after ASBPA, it's a perfect little respite between big conferences, and uh, we hope to see you there. Yeah, the one. I'll make one more. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. One more. One more plug for you guys. Um, I, I loved your podcast with uh, with Brad. I'm sure that's still up online. So if, whether you're going to the conference or if you can't make it to the conference, definitely check out the ASPN interview you guys did with with Brad. It's really good, really informative. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, thanks a lot. And and I think this one-two punch of October and November, ASBPA, October 22nd, AIWA, November 21st, is a great way to uh, – 
spend the fall getting smarter about the complex issues along the American shoreline. Derek, you guys have been working, I know, for a year to get this national conference together. It's always a superb event. Uh, tell our folks around the country, what, uh, what are the highlights? What can they expect this year at ASBPA's conference? Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we've got, I know we say this every year, but every year we do have a great conference, um, but we've got some really interesting stuff going on this year. Our focus, our theme for the year is where coasts and rivers meet. And it's uh, an acknowledgement that particularly flooding issues and coastal hazards are not just coming from uh, from seaside. So if you're dealing with flooding issues, it may be because of a big hurricane and it may be because you've had a, a, a river flooding event along the coast. And so we're really digging into that both in, in the keynote as well as a full track of sessions on uh, on both uh, Thursday and Friday addressing that. So I'm happy to talk a little bit about that. That's one thing I'm really excited about. Well, Derek, um, it could but, not, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just have to yeah. say it could not be a more perfectly timed and poignant uh, theme because uh, yep. this year was was the year of the great flood uh, on the Mississippi, and we covered very closely on Coastal News today the the impacts. Even though these these rains and floods were happening, and, and frankly, devastation was happening uh, up in the Midwest. Uh, there was a considerable impact down in the Gulf of Mexico that is actually still being uh, felt. So indeed, uh, coasts and rivers have met this year in an epic way. So it will be fantastic to be at the conference learning all about that. Yeah, uh, and I'll highlight that with one of our keynotes. Um, so the sort of general tenor of the, the conference is Tuesday, October 22nd, we're going to have a couple short courses. So we're going to have a morning short course of coastal engineering, um, which is going to be taught by some of the professionals at Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. They're coming down and I'm going to teach the basics of coastal engineering. And then the afternoon is going to be coastal communications, and that's going to be taught by our ASBP's very own Kate Gooderham, as well as uh, Shannon Cuniff, who I know you guys have interviewed on this uh, podcast at least once, maybe more than once, who recently retired from Environmental Defense Fund. Yeah. And they're going to be talking about how coastal managers can communicate with the public and communicate with the media, which is something that is often expected of coastal managers, but not necessarily something you get training in uh, when you're working on a master's in geology or a, you know, professional degree in, in engineering. So um, that's gonna be really good. And then I, I mentioned the, the keynote that I wanted to flag and I'll talk happy to talk about a couple of them. Um, but on Wednesday afternoon, we have a keynote with uh, Maria Cox, who is the um, South Carolina State Coordinator for Flood Mitigation Program. So she is the flood person for the state of South Carolina. And she has previously served as the president or the board chair of the Association of State Floodplain Managers nationally. So really someone who's got in-depth knowledge of flood issues uh, nationally, um, but is her job is focused on flood issues in South Carolina. And uh, some of that includes the flood issues along the South Carolina uh, coastline, which is a very uh, precarious coastline. It's susceptible to hurricanes. It's susceptible to sea level rise. So really excited to hear hear her talk. And her talk is called Five Consecutive Flooding Disasters. Um, I don't know what those five are, but I'm looking forward to finding out. Well, I'm also looking forward to Maria Cox's uh, keynote speech on, on Wednesday and the kickoff day. Uh, Hurricane Florence, which flooded North Carolina and South Carolina a few years ago, is really a case study in that inland river flooding that it affects the coast. Uh, 
uh, we've really started to see the difficulty of what these storms can present in terms of rainfall. Uh, of course, we they, they, NOAA just recently upgraded the expected rainfall totals from storms in Texas. I mean, the data is changing and the risks are getting higher. So uh, it would be, Maria is a perfect pick for that keynote slot. Um, we're going to track her down. We're going to have her on ASPN, I hope. And we'll certainly be looking forward to sitting down with her and sharing her keynote message with uh, listeners around the country. Yeah, uh, and then immediately following that, I'm going to be hosting a plenary panel um, with uh, Braxton Davis, who's the director of the North Carolina Division of Coastal Management, so the head of coastal programs for the state of North Carolina, uh, Elizabeth von Kalnitz, who is the chief of ocean and coastal resource management at South Carolina, so the head coastal person in uh, South Carolina, and then also bringing in uh, Nicole Elko, who's the science director for ASBPA and also serves as uh, executive director for our South Carolina partner group, South Carolina Beach Advocates. And then uh, lastly, but certainly not least, uh, Rob Young with the program for the study of developed shorelines at Western Carolina. I know you guys have talked to him a number of times. I think this is going to be a great panel. Um, Super. It's bringing perspectives, uh, you know, that are typically been very pro and positive beach nourishment uh, with, with Rob, who has certainly uh, been one of the critics of some beach nourishment projects. He's, he's always quick to point out that he's not opposed to beach nourishment conceptually. It's just right. he thinks it's not always done properly. Um, but I think it should be a really good, uh, good conversation about uh, coastal issues facing the Carolinas and, and thinking about how some of the lessons that the Carolinas have taken in the past couple of years can be applied nationally. Um, yeah. So really looking forward to that. That is a great panel, Derek, and a really good kickoff on, the, on that first more, uh, afternoon of the conference. Uh, yeah, Rob has been on a couple of times. We are going to have Dr. Oren Pilkey on the show soon uh, to talk about his latest book on shoreline mm -hmm. risk. But the it's the blending of these uh, perspectives, these pre uh, professional points of view that I think is such a, a asset of the ASBPA conference to put this group together is going to be a, a really a great panel to listen to. So and I got to tell you something, uh, Peter, this is it may not be music to yours, but I thought this was a really uh, good conversation. I talked to Rob um, and then also Braxton about whether or not we could just go ahead and record that and turn that into a podcast. I was like, this is going to be a great, uh, you know, a great conversation. It's going to be something that we should, you know, record and spread more widely. And both of them had the same thing, which is, you know, we could, but... I'll be more honest if I if I'm not if I don't have a microphone in yeah. front of me and, and I'll be thinking about what I can say if I know it's going to be recorded for posterity. So I think we're not um, certainly encourage you to talk to them afterwards. But uh, to me, that means that this is going to be a um, a Kraken plenary panel uh, <laughs> where they are willing to say stuff that they might not be willing to say if there was a mic in front of them. So right. uh, you got to be there in person to hear what they have to say. Well, next year, you know, we do the third year of covering the ASBPA conference for Coastal News Today and ASPN. Uh, we will by then, Derek, have worked it out, I think, to, to live cast some of the panels. I think it's a really... It would be a really great service for people around the country who can't always make it to the conference. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you can register online, pay ASBPA a little fee and listen in on some of the cool panels. Maybe we can figure out how yeah. to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, the other thing that's I've just got to say, Derek, it, this will be my fourth ASBPA conference. Um, and they they just keep getting better. But I I've. 
I believe this is maybe the first ASBPA conference uh, that I've certainly been to in the past four where Rob Young uh, will be in attendance. And I just think that that is, uh, speaks to the uh, expanded breadth of the organization that, 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 you know, ASBA has changed a little bit over the years. And, and uh, the conference is kind of a, a watermark event where uh, when you, you really get a feel for what the discussion is and how the vibe is changing. And, you know, uh, the concept of retreat was, was more or less a, a third rail concept uh, there for a while. And it, it definitely seems that we're becoming more nuanced in the way we, we think about shoreline management. I think so. I think our the way the the coast there's so many problems facing our coast right now that it's very hard to be black and white about any of them. Um, you know, you can't be just pro beach nourishment and anti retreat. You can't be just pro retreat and and anti beach nourishment. And I think um, I think our organization reflects that. You know, historically we've we've had challenges. The, the beach community has had challenges with. Um, the environment or the wildlife community, because there are some, um, the uses of the beach are, can see can be seen as conflicting, right? If you want to have a bunch of tourists, that doesn't always make for the best sea turtle nesting or shorebird nesting right. um, beach. But the fact is, we can't we can't pick and choose. You can't have a beach that's just going to be tourists, and you can't have a beach that's just going to be sea turtle. You got to work together, and I think we're seeing that reflected both from from us in the beach community as well as from the folks in the the environmental and wildlife community. That you know we need to work together. We need to come up. We might not always agree, but we need to be talking. And I think the same is true um, from the the folks who are again more pro uh, more pro retreat, more pro let's move off the coast, and those of us that are. Um, historically been more pro preserving the coast, preserving right. uh, where our line in the sand is. So. No doubt about it, Derek. That was very well said. And, uh, you know, just every year the conference gets better, I have to say. And uh, that is it's one of the reasons why we're looking forward to being there. Now, we skipped over a part. So I'm, I'm remembering back to last year. And uh, one of the cool things that happens at the conference is uh, there are a whole bunch of vendors that set up kind of outside and around. And, um, you know, we're talking about now on Wednesday, it's the big opening day. Everyone's really excited. Uh, and um, between these plenary sessions, we have uh, some time to walk around and grab a beverage and uh, refreshment. Tell us a little bit about who we can expect to see, uh, you know, vendors, uh, booths that will be there. Uh, what's, what's the vibe going to be like there in Myrtle beach in the conference center? Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be great. We've got a, a poster session going on, um, where I think we're going to have about 30 different posters, about half of whom are student posters and half of whom are uh, professionals who are, have submitted posters. So there's going to be a lot of chance to learn, uh, while you're, you know, drinking a beer or having a cup of coffee. And as you said, we do have a, um, very extensive, uh, exhibiting space. Um, so, you know, I, I almost feel remiss to start naming exhibitors because you don't have to have so many. <laughs> yeah. But, if you leave anybody uh, you know, out, you know, they'll it, call it, us. It's everyone from your engineering firms uh, to some of the uh, companies that provide accessibility on beaches. So if you if you're a beach manager and you want to learn how to help um apply the American Disabilities Act to your beach and make sure that folks that aren't able to, you know, that need wheelchairs access, we can do that on beaches now. And we've got um We've got vendors that can talk about that. If you need to uh, figure out some sort of, you know, uh, geo netting or, um, you know, uh, 
sort of a, a great green gray infrastructure. Um, we've got firms that'll do that. So there's all sorts of different uh, products and um, firms that'll be there telling you what they do. Um, so really good opportunity to learn firsthand about some of the uh, some of the opportunities to improve your coastline, whether that's you know whether that's just you know tourism accessibility or um, shoring it up for for flood protection. Absolutely. So. You know, it's uh, for the, the thing about the coast is the turnover of people coming to the shoreline is, is a, it's fair. It's a fairly high rate. There's a lot of people who don't live there year round or are new to it. And that includes local government officials who are in the decision making role as either county commissioners or city council members or tourist development council folks. And I've often sort of gone through the process with people as they open their eyes to the complex world of shoreline management in America, especially on sandy beaches, and this awakening that occurs about how much work goes into the management of these spaces (laughs) and how much there is to it and what. And there's just this it's why ASBPA is important, and it's why those short courses are important, too, because you're always constantly welcoming people into the fold. And this conference is the best way, if you're new to the game, new to local government management on the American shoreline, you know, coming to this conference will give you the best crash course you can get in America. And that poster session is one of my favorite parts. I've, I shout it out every year. Uh, it is just so much fun to, especially, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the the professional posters as well, but the student presentations I think are really interesting. Uh, there are, there's so much talent c- in coming into the, into this, uh, field. And it's really exciting to talk to these, uh, young and, you know, just incredibly talented students. So I'm, I really do believe we will have a few kids on. I say yeah, kids, that's, that's not the right young word. Professionals. Young professional <laughs> students uh, from, from all over America that come to this conference and, and share what they're working on. And uh, so we'll bring that to our audience as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed that you did a podcast last year, I think at the very end, that was sort of a wrap up and included, I think, three or four different students. So I thought was fascinating. Great to hear their their perspective, Um, you know, because we sort of hold this up on a pedestal, but like it's a friendly conference, right? We're going to have 350 to 400 people. It's not like a, you know, American Geophysical Union where they've got 20,000 people like you're going to be rubbing shoulders with some of the, you know, the quote unquote elite of the field. I mean, some of the people, the engineers who've who've defined it and. You know, you can chat to them, and, and that's a really nice thing. It's a manageable size conference where you've got an undergrad talking with, a, you know, a, a, a senior faculty talking with, you know, someone who oversees a giant Army Corps of Engineers program. Um, it's a good opportunity to network and just totally connect and become family. It it really is, and and it's I think that networking element, of course, is always important at these conferences. But this is the assemblage of some of the leading thinkers on coastal issues in America, from the engineering and technical universe to the government side and to the policy arena. And I've always liked that spectrum at ASBPA. Is uh, it's not just spreadsheets and hydrodynamic models and uh, beach cross sections, Uh, you deal with the political application of of these programs in the real world and how they get executed, how they're paid for and how decisions are made. And uh, so I I think that's why it makes it such a well-rounded event to go to. 
Um, thanks. And I think this that sort of leads in nicely to the concurrent sessions. We've got um, Thursday and Friday. Uh, so starting at Thursday at 8 a.m. and going uh, till about 5 or 5.30 at night on Thursday. It's and like the meat. All, We're in the meat of it now. I mean, this is heavy lift. 175 different uh, presentations. And as you said, some of it go from, you know, super technical uh, complicated thing. I just, I was just pulling up our conference, and the first one I saw is using multivariate statistical modeling to assess compound flooding effects in Sabine Lake, um, <laughs> presented by someone from uh, from University of Central Florida. Like really technical stuff. Um, and then immediately after that is is actually the panel that you are uh, talking about. Uh, you're moderating, Peter, on on financing coastal flood resilience. So, um, you know, it could be technical, but it's going to be going from multivariate analysis to how do you fund this stuff? Um, both of which are critically important. If we want to, we want to protect and save our coast. We need to know how to model it. We also need to know how how to fund it. So, um, just a really good opportunity uh, to 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 see a bit of both of both worlds. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the shout out. I think on the financing panel, it's been a pleasure to work with the local government financing committee at ASBP over the last year, and putting together the paper that'll be, I guess, available at the conference. But trying to help local governments tackle the financial angle of of the responsibilities they have is important in in has been important in my professional career and something that. Uh, can be really intimidating for local governments on top of everything else you have to understand. Uh, where the heck do you get $10 million, you know, to do yep. what needs to be done, that kind of thing. This show is also brought to you by the DHI Group. DHI are the first people you should call when you have a tough challenge to solve in a water environment, be it a river, a reservoir, an ocean, a coastline, or within a city or a factory. Their knowledge of water environments is second to none. It represents 50 years of dedicated research and real-life experiences from more than 140 countries. They strive to make their knowledge globally accessible to clients and partners by channeling it through local teams and unique software. You should check them out. We've got advertisements on coastalnewstoday.com. We've been profiling them in the Daily Blast email. But go to dhigroup.com to learn more. So uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things that uh, what what brought the conference together this year, the state of ASBPA as the executive director. Now, I think you've been there, what, four years now, Derek, or is it three or yeah. four? Four and a half now. Four and a half. Um, tell us about ASBPA. How, how's the association doing and uh, what's on your agenda to move the association forward? We're doing well. Um, you know, we continue to sort of have that dual mission of science and technology and government affairs. And and our mission statement is merging science and policy to advance um, coastal restoration. So we're really looking at doing both of those and merging those. Um, but it's been it's been fun. I've had the opportunity in the past year to testify on the Hill, both to the House and the Senate about the upcoming Water Resources Development Act. So, you know, we're, we're right in the thick of things in D.C. in terms of setting coastal policy. Um, and then right at the same time, uh, our science director, Dr. Nicole Elko, who I mentioned earlier, has been leading the U.S. Coastal Research Program. Um, you can learn more about that on the podcast I did about a month ago. Great um, pod. Which Thank you. It was it was a lot of fun. It was some really, really smart scientists who are working for the federal government and working to collaborate uh, on coastal research across across federal government agencies from the Army Corps, from NOAA, from USGS and more. So um, 
really working both that science and the policy side, I think are, are, are both really good. Um, you know, we've talked about the conferences last year, we had more people attend our conference than we ever had before. I don't think we're going to quit quite as many this year, um, because we had just a tremendous outpouring of support from the Texas General Land Office. As you guys well know, you've talked to them a bunch, really one of the top notch coastal agencies in the country. Um, and they just have a lot of staff that came to that. So we're probably not going to get quite as many, but it's, I think this could be our second highest attended conference ever. So our conferences keep growing um, and broadening that base, you know, as we look to, um, as we look to engage the, the folks like Brad Pickle and the um, Intracoastal and, and folks that are working on flooding and folks that are working on living shorelines and estuaries, we become a more uh, interdynamic, um, inter, you know, more dynamic group of uh coastal professionals so. yeah interdisciplinary i mean all of that water that lands on the on on the continent ends up at the beach one way or another over time yep. and the quality of the i mean the issues along the american shoreline that are important to coastal communities include water quality the dead zone in the mississippi river delta uh, and let's say the red tide or blue gauging algae problems down in Florida. I mean, these things are directly impacting the organizations and communities that uh, that go, that come to ASBPA. Uh, these guys who work on managing the beaches, the men and women who promote tourism. And then you've got on top of that, these complicated uh, water quality issues and this interdisciplinary approach, cross discipline approach that that you're working toward, Derek, I think is a, a great uh, initiative for ASBPA and is going to make the organization stronger and more useful to members, I think. Thank you. Uh, one other thing I'm excited about, which is not going to be reflected so much in this conference, but I think we'll return next uh, at our conference next year, is uh, outreach to beach operations side. So if you came to our conference in Galveston, there was a whole track of sessions on how you uh, run a beach. So it's not, not how you manage it, not how you make sure the sand is there, but what do you do once the dredges leave? How do you make sure that you know, you're taking care of the garbage on the beach, that you're taking care of the seaweed on the beach? How do you decide if you should allow dogs on the beach? How do you decide um, how to make money from volleyball tournaments, from beach soccer tournaments, you know, the, the operation side that most of our geologists and engineers aren't thinking about, but are, you know, day-to-day -day matters for many of our coastal managers. Um, we're going to be bringing that back again next year. So you're not going to see those kind of uh, presentations at this year's conference, but next year when we're out in Long Beach, California, we'll be re-engaging on that. I'm really excited about Good. that. I think that's the kind of thing that we can, you know, bring in sort of every other year at a conference and really Way engage those. those One, 100% right. I think, uh, you know, we, we had the pleasure of, of talking talking with Ruben Trevino, the director of operations for the Galveston Park Board of Trustees. His interview comes out tomorrow. Uh, well, this will be the Friday before this comes out. We'll be out by the time this show comes out. But those ops guys are really important, and they really are the foundation of all of this uh, work we all try to do to keep our beaches wide and healthy and good dune systems. There's a reason we try to do that, and part of that reason is because people like to go to the beach, and there are professionals who do, do the great work of trying to manage those issues. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a hot topic all the time, whether you charge for parking, where is public access, how is that balanced with the joining private development? I mean, the beach ops universe is a very complicated one. 
I know I've had a dream since we started ASPN is that we're going to have a beach ops podcast. And uh, I sure hope it's, <laughs> I've got a couple of people I've been talking to about that for a while. Well, and uh, I think we're getting closer. Absolutely. And, you know, j- just to bring this back around, Peter, I remember when we were working in uh, uh, Charlotte County, which was the subject of a uh, ASBPA conference presentation I made a few years ago. And, um, we would have conversations with homeowners. This was a, a, we were working on creating a funding plan for a nourishment project. And it was not uncommon for us to be confronted with all of these things. You know, at the time they were dealing with red tide. So people would, red tide would enter into the discussion of renourishment and so would sea level rise. And so would dogs on the beach with dog poop. And so would paid parking. And so would beach access. We were confronted with all of these things in trying to come up with a funding plan for a renourishment project. So needless to say, it is critical for... Uh, in, people involved in, in managing coastlines to be comfortable with all of these different uh, a- aspects of, of the job. Yeah, because the this is what the, the, the taxpayer, the resident, the, the tourist is cons- very interested in these things. And uh, it will ultimately determine the financial viability of the project and what people deem as being fair. And anyway, so yeah. I, it really is the, the breadth that ASBPA is showing and is continuing to grow year after year is totally on point and exactly represents the, the real world discussion that's happening out there. I think so. And I, I hope we can continue to uh, evolve with the times. It's, you know, we're, as we talk about on all of these podcasts, it's an interesting time to be a coastal practitioner right now. We're facing so many different threats and so many different pressures. And, and it's an area that is so well loved by so many people that we need to, we need to be evolving. Otherwise we'll no, no doubt. Resourced. Now, another highlight of the ASBPA conference is the volleyball game. Ah, uh, yes. Now, is the volleyball game happening this year, Derek? And uh, so, can I? Are we going to be on the same team again? Are we? What's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is unfortunately not happening. So oh, the Myrtle no. Beach Convention Center is um, is not right on the beach, so we don't really have easy beach access. Plus, it gets dark early. However, yeah, I am super excited about the replacement. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> we <laughs> have we a complete. We are taking over a 36 hole mini golf course that is right across the street from the convention center for a mini golf tournament. Okay. So you think Myrtle beach, you think golfing, but you should also think mini golf. So (laughs) I've actually been to this course. It is a, um, it is two courses that are interwoven and they are Peter Pan themed. It's called captain hooks, mini golf. It is (laughs) the hokiest (laughs) funnest. Like it is, it is everything you would think of uh, for a, a Myrtle beach mini golf course. And we have full access to it. But this will be um, okay. Thursday after a full day of sessions. Oh, we'll have sat through, that. you know, a dozen PowerPoints. And then you come out, you can get a free round of mini golf. You can get a beer on us. Um, and if you want, you can sign up and actually track your scores to help um, to help the engineers or the geologists or the policy wonks or the there biologists take the crown. And then we're also going to have, uh, I think, a, a separate sort of side tournament. You know, you have like the main tournament and then you have side pools. I think right. we're going to have the side pool for the best foursome. So, oh, you know, man. choose your friends. 
figure out, you know, okay. if you can get Tiger Woods to come to the course and he can come help you. <laughs> His putt. short game has no, not been very good. No, okay, so maybe you don't want it right now. Derek, you said you've been to the course. I imagine. I hope that you putted around it once or twice because now you're a ringer. And uh, now, see, Tyler and I would, I think we would sign up. This is the one thing people need to know about this either the volleyball tournament or now the putt putt tournament is it's by kind of professional group. It's the, the engineers. It's typically used to be the engineers versus the geologist. Uh-huh. And now then you got the policy community got there where they've got a team and the biologists. And uh, I figure you got to be on the policy team. Um, yep. And as yep. a ringer, I'm, I'm going to be looking to recruit you on my foursome because we're going to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm really looking What's forward to What's the prize? It. I mean, what do we get? I, <laughs> I hope uh, it's a jacket. <laughs> so for the, there is a there is a an, an engraved beer mug for the who, oh. who that gets to hang out with either an engineer or a geologist or a policy person or okay. a biologist. Okay. So, and we haven't quite figured out what the prize is for the best foursome, but I'm huh. sure it'll be as uh, as hokey and uh, fun as the course is. So. We, we will have a good time with that. And I'm kind of thinking, Tyler, we haven't done a live sporting event podcast. We might have to do play by play. We might have to cover a hole or two. We, uh, we might. We'll have to. That'll, that'll be a logistical question. <laughs> we'll see at, we at the time play. of the event. But the, the truth is, uh, whether it's volleyball or or miniature golf, it's just a lot of fun to play around with uh the conference goers it's a it that thursday is uh amazing content but i'll tell you by the end of the day you're like wow that was a lot to consume and it's just great to take your mind off of it a little bit and and hang out and have some fun and that's what that's all about well, it is, Absolutely. and it, it's that balance. I mean, this is incredibly dense. I think you said 170 presentations. The amount of information that gets pumped out in this conference in uh, two and a half days is extraordinary. It's a super serious. It's like more than a milli- million cubic yards. At the end of the of day, you're, you're you're worn out. I mean, just from listening to the amount of information and data that you yeah. can pull in. I mean, so so the golf tournament, I'm for it. I I, I think that's great. And uh, you know what? It takes a little less. Effort athletic skill than volleyball. You know, volleyball. <laughs> I don't know. Derek's a very good volleyball player. I, well, I, think I got a little too, got a little too competitive a, last year. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few, you know, desk jockeys out there who don't, <laughs> don't get out on a volleyball court very often. So I think the putt putt is, is a better, it could be the better way to go. All right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to, we'll be back at, after this conference, we're, you know, we're going to be potting. We will report back and see how we will. Uh, who wins the uh, famed, you know, event competition between the different groups. That's Thursday night, and we all go to bed uh, having had a lot of fun. And uh, then we show up, Derek, on Friday morning. There's still another half day of conference. And so what what can we expect on Friday? Um, Yeah, you can sleep in till 8 a.m., but we're kicking off again at 8 a.m. on Friday. Um, But again, really good presentations. The two that I mentioned earlier... Uh, Peter, the one you're doing is is uh, late morning on Friday, so really do make a point of sticking around through the full time. We've got just some awesome sessions. The final round of sessions on on Friday are financing coastal flood resilience, natural infrastructure, strategies for resilience, planning for sustainable beaches, and the U.S. Coastal Research Program. So you know some of the 
I think some of the best talks all conference are going to be uh, on that last day. Um, and then uh, if you can stick around and join the field trip, I think we still have a couple spots available. So if you haven't, you can sign up now or you can sign up at the event. Um, we'll get to check out the Grand Strand, the the beaches of North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach. Uh, they've been it's been a federal project for for quite a while, um, and really sort of one of the iconic projects that transformed, you know, no offense to Myrtle Beach, but what was sort of a sad little beach with a, you know, with a seawall and not a, not a whole lot of spot to, not a whole lot of spots to place your, your beach, uh, umbrella and your, your beach towel to just a really gorgeous, uh, wide beach with a high healthy dune system that gets sea turtles nesting on it. So, Definitely come check out the field trip and get to see the local beach that is um, that is actually going to be uh, winning our coastal project award this year for for a lifetime achievement of, of coastal uh, for a coastal project. And you know, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think Peter and I are going to uh, be able to t- go on that field trip this year, so we're going to try to hope to, to hope yeah. to get on that. But um, you know, Peter, one of the interesting things about this stretch of shoreline that we have been following uh, this past turtle nesting season is just how successful the turtle nesting numbers were very high this year they in were. that particular uh, stretch of shoreline. So, And no doubt that could not have happened without the hard work and, and uh, planning of, of, you know, yeah. renourishing those coasts. So uh, definitely deserving of that award, Derek. Yep. Um, and the, the, the actual field trip itself is being sponsored by the city of Myrtle Beach. So um, they've been very involved and very engaged. So you can really come ask all your questions about how, how they've managed the project, how they're, how they're doing it, what they're doing. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting city. Uh, you know, it is the quintessential tourist beach city. Um, I mean, you got high rises right up on the beach and they get, gosh, I don't know, they must have millions of visitors a year. So um, should be a, a good opportunity to learn both about the beach itself as well as some of the economics and how the city operates. So. And the home of a very unusual coastal uh, activity called shagging, which is a specific kind of dance competition that is very, very popular in North Myrtle Beach. There are hundreds of people. This is really uh, retired. <laughs> this is amazing. I've been there during the shagging tournaments in the Everyone's got to Google it. You got to Google it up. It's called shagging. It's not what you think. It's not like, uh, you know, from no. the movie. <laughs> it's not Austin Powers. It's not Austin Powers. We're talking about, though, a culture of... of of dance that is specific to this part of the American shoreline. It is. And there are live it's coastal bands. culture. It's a coastal culture and folks get in their uh, golf carts with, you know, they've got them souped up. I mean, these things are nice. The old folks kind of all meet at a bar. They have a few drinks. They compete as shagging. So, you know, look at, up ASBPA, register to go to the conference. It's October 27th. It's coming up. You can still get in. Um, but also while you're uh, looking on the web, take a just Google up North Myrtle Beach shagging competition and take a look at some of the YouTube. This is an amazing thing on the American shoreline. 
It is. I had not heard that, Peter. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm serious. It'll, it'll kill you. It's amazing. It's like from the 50s or something. Yeah. It's it's like a, an old rockabilly dance style. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Uh, interesting little cultural layer there on the uh, shoreline. In this part of South Carolina. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, Derek Brockbank, the executive director of the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association and the host of ASPN's own Capital Beach podcast from Washington, D.C., a great podcast, by the way. And uh, Derek, closing thoughts on the conference or uh, ASBPA? You know, I'll just sort of, I think it's going to be a good conference. It's. It, I've been with ASBPA four and a half years now, and I feel like it's really become my family, not just my job. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing all the folks at the conference. If you're listening and you're going to be there, I'm, I'm excited to see you. Uh, so uh, if I know you, I'm looking forward to catching up with old times. And if I haven't met you yet, you know, come by and say hi. I, I love meeting all our, our members and attendees. So really looking forward to, to meeting people and, and chatting with people. It's a, just a good opportunity. Well, thank you, Derek. October 22nd to 25th, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Get, find out about the conference, look at the program, even register, even come. ASBPA.org is the website. Thank you, Derek, for the tour of the conference, and we look forward to seeing you in Myrtle Beach in just a few days. On the long sun, singing mama,